0: This is the six figure exit. We
1: are two entrepreneurs sharing how we've shaped our lives and our businesses.
0: Our purpose is to help you grow your business and personal excellence.
1: Hey, friends, welcome back to the six figure exit podcast. This is week eight. I'm good here. Uh, I'm here with my good friend Carson. Uh, I'm Gavin, your co host. Carson, how are we doing today, sir? Uh, doing better. Yeah,
0: doing good. I had Why a, is that? We had to miss. Well, we were gonna shoot Friday and then never ended up doing it because I felt like crap. The oh, gym got it. to me.
1: Yeah. yeah. Or strain yourself in the, in the weight did. room.
0: I don't know what it was, but I think it was. Uh, it was push day. I just think I wore the old chest and shoulders out. Had a headache and felt like I got hit Look, by a train. It was twenty pounder dumbbells. Twenty moved yeah, up huh? to twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, I think yeah. I finally was able to bench press the bar. So impressive yeah good for you <laughs> how are you doing
1: pretty good feel like uh kind of in a holding pattern with some stuff in my life with business and personal life stuff but um, staying consistent with being there for my family of course and working on my my personal self reading um Going to the gym more often than I was in You've the been last
0: few months. Fraction too, right? Yeah. How's that? Good.
1: Very like uh, eye opening to what I'm maybe missed in my first <laughs> since I started my business. <laughs> Pretty much everything. <laughs> yep. But uh, no, it's been good. And then uh, I had uh, this weird interaction last week with uh, a guy I met at Target a few weeks ago. Um, you met
0: him at Target?
1: Yeah, I was getting something for Dallas in the baby section, and this family, young couple was in there, and this guy kind of said something about, oh, you must understand what I'm going through here, and his little girl was playing with something, and I'm like, ah, not quite yet. I got a little newborn, but and then we kind of hit it off and had some conversation there, and then um, we exchanged phone numbers, and and then uh, we set up a time to get coffee oh, really? a couple of weeks later. And uh was kind of excited about it. Looking forward to it.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: Sophie came with Dallas, came with us, um, met this guy, um, anticipating it was going to be with him and his wife. Um, and then we got there and kind of turned into a pyramid scheme pitch, sales pitch. Oh, was this re- was the pyramid yeah, scheme. Yeah. So I was like, the whole conversation, I just was like, what? I was like, literally what was confused. he trying
0: to I don't know. You just thought you were like, I
1: thought we were, yeah. I'm like, Oh, maybe some like, new friends. Yeah, yeah. We can get to know each other. And which Next I mean, know. we kind of hit it off initially, but then it turned into him saying that he has this offer to, he wants to share with us. that's been life changing for him and his family. And he essentially said he doesn't really care how he makes his money. As long as it buys him freedom. time with his family. And that brings us right
0: into today's conversation of what we're here to sell you.
1: (laughs) But like through the whole conversation, I was like, literally confused. Like he's talking about this new opportunity in business. And I'm like, my mind could not pick up what he's selling us or what, what the new opportunity, like he, so he kind of mapped it out. Like, so the first stage is the interview process where we get to know each other. Second stage is, um, educational like and you kind of describes pay for this. I don't know. Describes the business proposition or the system. And then the third phase is you get um, kind of a business proposal. But and I for what business? And that's
0: what I asked. I'm like What is that? And it was a runaround. Like, I just never got a clear answer of what the hell he's talking about. And I'm pretty sure how this works because I got pitched something like this in high school when I was at Discount Tire and I was filling the dude's tire and we were just like in his car or whatever. And we were just talking and like chatting or whatever. And he goes, You're really good at talking. Like, how old are you or whatever? And I thought that was weird right away. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like 17 or whatever. And he goes, Oh, well, like when you turn eight, like when do you turn 18? And then I like told him my birthday or whatever. And he goes, I'm going to put on my calendar, like, let's connect. And like, I've got a job offer for you or whatever. Like, you're great at sales and would love to, whatever. Should have been a red flag that I had to be eighteen in <laughs> sales to start because there's probably something illegal. Yeah. And then you get a minor involved with it. But it's kind of that same thing. And their whole theme was like you're selling vacation packages to people. But you get like a 2% commission if you sell a vacation package to somebody. But if you sign somebody else up to be a salesperson for this company, mm-hmm. you get like $5,000. Yeah. And then when you, in order to sign up to be a part of this company, you have to pay in like $6,000. <laughs> so really at the end of the day, you just, everyone's like, well, why would I sell vacation packages? Like, I'll just get people to sign up for this and then yep. nobody sells anything. It, it just is. like keeps. Yeah. It's a it's, scam. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then like through the process, so you kind of mentioned like there's two head entrepreneurs that started this yeah. and. Uh, yep.
0: And then they I bring think. them on the call and they've got their yeah. Rolex. On, They'll introduce and you then to them. Um- yeah.
1: And then, like, the whole, were, like, literally 80. the whole time, I was, like, I, did, I didn't understand that what was going on until, like, after Sophie and I left. I'm, like, what, did what she think? is going on here? Like, I literally was confused. Like, I could not follow what he was saying. And then we she thought the same. Like, right right away when we got in the car, we're, like, what the f- just <laughs> happened to us? And, like. It's so bizarre. I'm, like, man, I thought I was coming to meet a friend. And then it turned into. The sales pitch, and I sent him kind of a nasty message later because I was pissed off cause, a little bit because I literally brought my wife out of the house, my newborn son that has not been out of the house more than once, yeah. he came to meet with this guy because I thought we were going to be maybe you know good friends because they're a young couple, just had they have two kids, one on the way, and uh, I was a little bit pissed and fired up, so I sent him a wordy text, and uh,
0: should have sent someone to his house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <She> li- <laughs> <laughs> funny story about that is too, he lives like a block away from me. Oh really? Yeah, it's kind of weird. So and it works out the same gym, apparently. So I'm sure we'll see him around. But just like did you get his Instagram handle? Yeah, I know. We, I looked him up.
0: Well, after this I kinda wanna see I'm
1: intrigued now. Yeah. But well,
0: so that's, that's, that's my story last week and the story from the show, folks, is if you're shopping for baby stuff at Target, don't give your number to other guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's it folks. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> see you in the next episode. No, but um I just like I going through that, I experienced like frustration that there's people out there trying to do business, quote unquote, and believing that they're doing something right and providing value, but like there's guys out like would, us would out he there believe that
0: he was doing Yeah. This, like,
1: He's like, I'm gonna be in this business for the rest of my life. It's changed my life. It's until been a you're huge, in jail. Yeah. It's like you're not I literally told him like you're literally selling a dream and providing value to nobody. Like,
0: what was he trying to sell? Like, was there a never or a service or a I,
1: he? He never stated what he was selling. He's he made it sound like it was not a sales pitch. And then we after that we he wanted to know if we'd be interested in meeting again to talk about the details and going through the interview process. That is very select. They only select a few people to be involved. Yeah, so, I remember <laughs> hearing. that. So it's like, honey, yeah, we're
0: in. Now what do we sell?
1: Well, like, just frustrates me that, and kind of wanted to make it a point, like, people maybe aren't aware of that and just kind of get involved in stuff. That sounds good. Like stuff you see on Instagram or people trying to sell you stuff that they don't know what they're talking about. And then um, it just ends up being a bunch of bullshit. And it just kind of pisses me off. Because... We're out here trying to do real stuff and build real stuff. And I mean, we Actively can't
0: provide a service yeah, or a product to people. Yeah. yeah.
1: Provide something that's real. physical, Yeah. whether it's a service or a product or, you know what I mean? It's just, so fires me up a little bit when I see that
0: kind of stuff going on in the world, in the workplace. So people that are listening to this obviously care about business. Maybe they're not, they don't have their own business right now, or maybe they experienced something similar to that, but I don't even know we're going to talk about that. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Great segue. But, what, uh, for those people that want to start a business, how do you get started? What do you do? Like, when's the right time?
1: I think I did this wrong. I think I did starting a business improperly, and that's probably just my young ignorance and getting started and thinking that it's going to be beautiful and easy.
0: Why would it have been Not wrong? easy,
1: but, why, like, why did I do it wrong? Yeah. Because I wish I would have just put a little more effort into thinking about what Better I starting. wanted to do. Yeah going to work for somebody else. <laughs> um, but I wish I would have um, spent more time just understanding truly what I wanted out of the business that I'm starting. And the timing was, I would say, good. Um, but I wish I would have done a little more deep thought of what I want out of the business. A short, short term, I did, kind of. But then long term, I just didn't even think about what I wanted to do. I mean, 10 20 years from when I started, like, that's one thing I wish I would have done. Um, And if you are thinking about starting a business, I would urge you to really consider um, what your goals are for the business that you want to create.
0: And I, yeah, I think to your point of like looking down the road, I think you really need to look at what you want to do, where you want to be. That was something like, I obviously grew up in this industry, which is huge, but not everybody has that opportunity or they don't have like a family business or something like that. But when I first got out of high school, um, I always kind of had the idea of, like, taking over the business from my dad someday. But there was a period of time where I started, like, looking at doing different things. I kind of played around with, like, day trading, like, stocks because you hear everyone say, like, oh, that's a great idea, you know. And so you do that. And I actually tried setting up, like, one of those Amazon, like, online selling businesses and that, or Shopify or whatever. Um,
1: that's another that, thing. I don't, I don't see a lot of value in that other than a quick buck.
0: No, and that's what, yeah, like, I kind of played around with a couple different ideas um, before I really got into doing this. But I think at the end of the day, like, I just had to realize, like, I guess for me, I had to learn a little bit of, like, what I wanted to do and what I liked doing. And then I realized I just really had a passion for this industry. Obviously, growing up around it and being around the equipment my whole life, I just kind of, like, second nature to me. So it worked out good that way. But I think people that haven't had that opportunity, like, jumping around a little bit is probably good, like, working for other people or doing things just to figure out you know, what is it you want to do? And if there is something that you've done, you know, even if it was working for somebody else, not a family member or something, like you just got a job in high school and you've done that, um, I would kind of advise people to start with something that you know. Even if it's not like your end business, like maybe it's not something you want to be doing in the long run, but you still need to make money right away. So maybe start with something that you know how to do or familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to
1: start an industry that you have no clue. Like I wouldn't go and start a consulting business for uh, accounting, because I have, I mean, I, I know some numbers, but I'm not, yeah. uh,
0: you know, that's like, why I hire
1: an accountant. Like one <laughs> and two, three yeah. and four, four things. things like that. One plus one is four.
0: Yeah. So, but I think, yeah, having a little bit of industry experience is important. So I think pointing, you know, looking down the road, like what is the future goal for the business? And then, you know, what industry am I going to be in? What do you have familiarity with? Um, I really think something like You're saying you didn't really do by the sounds of it, but I did was really having a long term plan for the company and where it was gonna go and what it was gonna look like. Now, honestly, in the first four years of doing that, that's completely shifted and changed, which is okay. But I think having some goal or something you're working towards immediately is important because then you have a path and you know where you're going. Clear expectations, clear clear standards is
1: like, okay, this is, I need it, I'm going here, these are the steps I need to take to get there. And then just start executing on those.
0: Yeah, the first thing I would say with starting is once you kind of know your industry and what you want to do is set three year, 10 year, and even like a long term like retirement. You know, what does retirement look like for you goal and kind of reverse engineer where you need to get. I think that's really important. That's something that I did was really starting with like, okay, I'm 65 years old. I want to like start slowing down in my life. Where do I want to be and what do I need to be happy at that point in my life? And then whether it's business or like your family, everything too, like reverse engineer that all the way back to, you know, 10 years out to three years out and start setting goals and expectations on that timeline and just stick to it and work towards it. And I think it's good to be a little aspirational, I would say, with those goals and reaching. Um, If you don't hit the goals, that's fine. But
1: I think it produces you to stretch a little bit more.
0: Yeah. I think I'm a firm believer in that. Like push yourself. If you set goals that are just super mediocre, like, I don't know. What's the point?
1: Yeah. If you just, if you hit every single one.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. You got to kind of push yourself. So yeah, I just set really big goals and I hit all of them because (laughs) I'm that good. So, Oh boy. (laughs) I think that's the other thing is like picturing your life and seeing like, just try to really visualize that. I'm really good at visualizing so I can kind of see what that looks like. But if I can't visualize something, it's really hard for me to want to work towards actually achieving that.
1: Yeah, one, like to the point of long-term goals, I think too, like setting those, and even I would say yearly or yeah, going back targets, to those yeah. and like updating, you know, this is what I wrote down last year where I want to be, you know, 20 years from when I started, how did I do? Um, and maybe, maybe that isn't your long-term goal anymore and you need to just drop it and then refocus on something else that is actually still on that long-term goal list that makes more sense for your life. Um, I don't, I don't think that it's you set the goals and it's end all be all. It's something that adapts and changes as time goes on.
0: Yeah. And I would say there's actually like two different types of goals, I guess for me that I set, like I set my personal goals, which you also like, them out? yeah. Yeah. And I like, I've kind of got it. Oh dude, I got my whole life mapped out and it's great. It's all on your wall. Yeah. It's all sideways life. right now, but it's there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're a little off course. Um, but no, I, I have like personal goals, which include like, you know, what does my business life look like in that for me? But then you also have to have goals like for the company as well. What is the company's targets and goals and what is the company working towards? And then, you know, like for me, I guess being involved with different companies or having, you know, big aspirations and business in general, I've got goals of like, what does my business life look like for me personally, but then within each company. And that's where, as these companies grow, I guess, and bring on management, I think that's where you start to like set your company goals together as a team. Yeah. And you guys work towards the that leadership as a team. team should yeah. Be the leadership team is establishing yeah. that, but your personal, you know, or what your business goals are for like you personally, that's something that you should be looking at probably every year by yourself or your, with your spouse or you guys yep. together or whatever um, and deciding that and making a game plan for that. So, yeah.
1: and what I guess for me, when I started my business, it was kind of an easy time to do it because I was, 19 years old, and um, I was living at home. Actually, going to college at the time, dropped out, moved back home with my parents. So it made the leap a little bit easier, I'd say. Um, and I think for a lot of people, they consider, you know, getting into their own business after the fact, after they've been through college, or after they've already been in the workforce and they're kind of dabbling and doing stuff on the side and um i think that leap is a little bit more difficult because they're they have financial commitments unlike when i started i i mean i had some but it was like i'm living at home you know didn't pay rent
0: i would i mean i'd buy some groceries here and there but how did you know that that was the right time to start i mean did you have like a moment where you were just like i have to do this now or well it was just like the realization of
1: like this where i was at the time at college was like not where i wanted to be i felt called by God to do something greater with my life. And um, so I kind of just jumped at it. And so hindsight, I would have maybe, I mean, I still, I'm really glad I did it, that decision to jump into business, but I wish I would have put more intention behind setting goals of what I want the actual business to look like, like opposed to just starting a business and expecting it to just take me where I want to go
0: did you have like a point where you knew you wanted to get into the game of like being an entrepreneur or business? And then you were like, okay, well this is my plan to get there. And you kind of like executed that over the next like year or two years, three years, or was it like, it was pretty short. I'm just, I'm going to do this. It was I'm, pretty short. I'm jumping in.
1: It was, I would say the stretch was, I mean, I would say within, within or less than a month of time. You just decided to jump all in. Yeah, Cause I was at school occurring a lot of student debt with being in the flight program and that's not cheap cheap to fly airplanes so i was just considering that and considering what my options were to try and make money by running a business and so i decided that i'd give it a shot and uh have not looked back and i'm glad i haven't because it's been well it's been a beautiful thing but it's also been a really hard thing and it still continues to be it's not easy but i'm glad i did it and you jumped right
0: into the Lawn and landscape thing right away. Yeah, started out. So you kind of went yeah. right into it and stuck to it,
1: which is an easy industry I feel like to get into. Yeah, start out in. I mean, you don't need a lot of capital to get started. Um, and I think I did it in a good way of like trying to be as professional and um, as I could be.
0: I would agree for the yeah, time you had. I mean, trying you know.
1: to set a, a, a professional image and uh, be good with communication. And I mean, I just feel like I was maybe a little bit ahead of like others that started in it um so that I'm glad I had that ability um I guess the only thing that I would have like I said changed is the vision of how I set the business up and because I just jumped in and I think that's a lot of people's problem is they jump in and don't have any structure or any systems in place and then you end up just chasing your tail trying to keep up with demands of your business and then you end up not producing any large business moves because you're trying to put fires out that you should have anticipated before you started. And I think, I mean, I was young and ignorant at the time, but going through the last five years of business, like I have seasoned, I'm seasoned and understand that information because I went through it. And looking back, that's what I would have changed. And that's what I'm going to change because I think it just has hindered the growth of who I am as an individual and who I am as a leader and a business owner.
0: Better foundation yeah. when you start. Yeah. See, I kind of have like a little bit of a, the opposite experience of that just because I grew up like obviously working for my dad in the landscaping company that I wanted to take over. And I had like a big vision for it ever since I started working there and wanted to grow the company and really was pushing since day one. But he never wanted to grow it. So I had this weird like moment in time where I was like, okay, he doesn't want to grow like, That means I don't really have a lot of opportunity to grow here. So do I go out on my own and do something? And I kind of flirted with that idea for a while. So like in 2017, I started doing like freelance design work. Um, Did it for like a couple of people, not many, mainly just him. And then did like sales and design for him, like freelance wise. So he'd 1099 me at the end of the year. And then 2019, I officially like went out on my own and... Uh, started Shifsky Companies, and that was my first year doing that completely.
1: That's why I started my business, because I wanted to compete with you and see who could make it to the top.
0: And neither
1: of us will. Neither of
0: us will, it turns out. But that's, I just, I guess I always had a big vision. And likewise, though, I guess I didn't have a whole lot of structure in place right away. Like I had the structure of like what he had done and like the experience of learning from him. And that was good to get us almost to kind of where we are now. Like that same type of structure has gotten us to where we are now. But to go to the next level, like that structure just doesn't work. And so now I'm at this point of like relearning what is the right structure to go to the next level and how do I build that from scratch? Like, and not that it's from scratch for us, like other people are like, well, this is just how we operate. When you go from that, like, I guess kind of 3 million to 6 million or whatever it is, I feel like. I know Grant Cardone says that too and it was weird cuz I never thought about like it being a normal thing but saying like there's like that 0 to 1 million dollar business then you kind of hit a little bit of a roadblock and then there's like the 1 million to 3 million and then you hit a roadblock and then you go like 3 million to that. and like every time you jump to that next level you need to have like a little bit different system and structure and like and how you operate the business in yeah, place there's a
1: ceiling to each level
0: And that's what like hard stop Rate right at three, like, yeah. we've not been able to break that. And it's, like, I'm at complete capacity, yeah. like, for me. And we need to change, like, how that works in order to go above and beyond that. So I thought that was kind of interesting that clearly that's the same with, like, other businesses as well. It's not just ours or our industry or whatever. It's kind of seems to be uniform, other than, yeah. like, online stuff is completely separate in itself. But right.
1: yeah. Stuff I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, stuff mm-hmm. I
0: don't understand. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess yeah.
1: one word I think... W- Of advice for people looking to start maybe start a business is like when when the right time is. Um, I think it's different for everybody, but I think that if you're in a full time job working for somebody else, um, you can certainly get started with a side hustle or a side gig. Um, Starting, I mean, I would maybe start make it official, make it legal from the beginning, and then um, see how you can see how it does. I would say, you know, use your your off time from your regular job and see how it how it goes put the effort in to you know make it grow and then once I would once it starts producing the income that you're making in your full-time job that's when you kick your full-time job to the curb and you go full into business and um, like I said it was a different avenue for me but if I were in the shoes of somebody that was in a full-time job or looking to start a business that I was working for somebody else. That's the route I would go.
0: And that's kind of what I did, like, with my dad. Granted, it's, like, different. But I would work on the landscape crew installing stuff all day. I would clock out, and then I would run, like, a meeting or two in the evening to do sales stuff. Or I'd work on designs in the evening, which was then that, like, 1099 piece. So I was on payroll for him as, like, a foreman. And then also designer, kind of sales, 1099 as well, commission-based, which I would do after work, like, above and beyond. And like, not that it was really business related, but it was just, um, I would take like extra materials we had from jobs that they were going to throw away. Like when we'd go and tear out a project, if there was like a ton of hostas or daylilies, like I would put them in the dump truck, bring them back to the shop, like tell the guys to dump them there or whoever the driver was, usually Colton, we'd dump them there. And then like after work, I'd go down there and split the hostas and daylilies, put them in the extra leftover pots from planting jobs, put them out by the road for like five bucks a piece. Really? And I'd, yeah, I'd make like 50 bucks a week, like doing that, just having like plants and stuff just from demo so. stuff. Yeah. Huh. I had a little trailer. I'd put them in, in a bucket, you know, it was an yeah. honor system, but I'd bring the trailer down at the beginning of the day. I'd leave for work. I'd come back and, you know, nine o'clock. With money. Pulled, oh <laughs> my God. Just, why am I even going to work? No, <laughs> yeah. so, so, but I think it's things like that. If you have that mindset, I feel like you're just, you're going to make it in business because you're just willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. So like you get home at six, seven o'clock, it's starting to get dark. You eat something quick, and then you go back and you split the hostas, which after you eat, you really don't want to do, but you're going to do it because you're just going to do whatever it takes to win and to succeed. So I think just having that driven like mindset is really important as well.
1: Yeah. You got to do whatever it takes, especially like starting out, like you're saying, like you got to put food on the table or pay the bills. And um, one thing that I've learned too, through business is like you don't want to jump at every single opportunity and you got to be willing to say no. And um, I think I was, I failed at I, that early me, on because I, I get a lead, you know, through our website or whatever and jump at it, get super excited about it. Somebody wants to do business with me. Even and from the I,
0: start, though, like right at the very start, would you still, like for someone that's just starting, would you still say that's a true statement?
1: I wish I would have had some mentorship about how to um, understand your client that your, or potential client. Yeah. And like vetting them, I think that would be, yes. that's the word Stabial of advice I, a lot would, of time. I would say is like yeah. really get good at understanding your ideal client, have that, you know, intentionally set before you start your business or as you're starting your business, who's my ideal client? And then write out a list of questions that you can ask a potential client that will either you know, you'll either accept them as a potential client or you're going to have to say, no, this is not going to work out for us. And I didn't have that. And I wish I would have, because it would have saved me a lot of time, a lot of effort into putting proposals together or meeting with clients on site. Whereas now, like we have been charging for, you know, initial consultations to come out to a job site. And I think that's a great way to just vet if they're serious or not about working with you and I think that comes with time as your as your business reputation starts to build um obviously you can't go out charging you know three four hundred bucks a time to come do a site visit because you think you are worth a lot of money but um you got to start somewhere and like i said we we didn't start with any sort of vetting process or qualify qualification of potential clients and i wish I would have because that would have saved a lot of time and energy that I could have focused on growth of the business or um, even treating our current clients better because, you know, I would have had more time to focus on them and their experience. Two
0: points to that. One, I think it's important to like, if you're just starting in this industry or whatever industry you're in, let's just, I mean, the green industry is what we're in. If you're just starting, like, I think to an extent that's important, but it's also like just get money coming in. You have to have money coming in. And you gotta start doing boat. something. Yeah, you gotta you gotta start doing something. Maybe it's not the hundred thousand dollar job that you want, but right. sometimes you just got to go spread the mulch. And
1: sometimes the hundred thousand dollar job doesn't make you the money. Yeah, the yeah, might make you more, the money. Might more money.
0: So I think there's to an extent, like yes. And as you start to get busy, then start saying no. But don't get caught in the trap of like keep saying yes to everybody. Like I was that way and still and probably that way too much, where I just say yes to like everything and we just go and do it. I see money and I'm like, oh that's great. Let's go yes, make money. we can go make money. Let's <laughs> let's go make money. So I think that's bad, but I also think when you're starting, you just have to do whatever it takes you kind of got to say yes to everybody to an extent, right? Yeah. You know, if people are being dicks or things like that, they're just not a good fit because you feel like you're going to get screwed from them or things like that. Like just say, no, it's not worth it. Um, but I think realizing like you're not too good for anything right away. Right. Just do, even if it's a, if yeah, it's a crappy type of job, like just go get it done. If it's just, you know, I want drain tile put in and a French drain and it's you got to do it all by hand. It's a shitty job, but just go get it done. Um, get some money coming in. So yeah. I, I do think that's important as well.
1: And then one thing too, I, if you're starting out in business, I feel like it's important um, is trying to add a personal touch. And that's something I wish I would have done too is like start documenting the jobs that are whatever projects you're working on and like have a video of yourself on that job site talking about the process, talking about the materials, talking about what guys are doing in the videos. Um, I think that's just one great way to set yourself apart from maybe some competition and especially early on i think that people like to see a little personality behind you know what what you're actually doing and more understanding of what where their money's being spent
0: that's one of the biggest things i would say like if you're just getting started and you don't have a lot of content or things like that talk to your suppliers because i think like building out your website or social media or stuff like that talk to your suppliers like get some content from them that's like they'll just let you use to like post pictures or whatever but as you start doing jobs like over document the crap out of it take videos that's one of the biggest things that's worked really well for us um, with just getting more clients was the videos that we've done on job sites where i'll walk through, explain what we did on the project. Um, And we'll actually have like the camera guy who's my cousin come out throughout the course of the project and take video and like little like, you know, snapshot day one of what it looked like, mid project snapshot of like what progress is looking like. And then a final walk through with me where I explain like everything that we did and it cuts to B roll and it's a really high end, nice video. And we've gotten a lot of work from those. And there's been a lot of times where I'll show up to jobs and people like, oh, you're the guy in the video. And so people are watching the videos and I think it adds a lot of credibility and we've had clients that'll do, uh, like, testimonials in the videos, which is huge, I think, because Google Review is one thing. It's great. Like, that's awesome. But if you've got a client who's willing to go in front of the camera, mic'd up, and, like, explain, like, how the project went, I think that's 100 times what a Google Review is worth because that's not easy for just anyone. It's not easy, like...
1: What is is your process of asking a client to do that?
0: Hey, yo, you want to go on a video? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I mean,
1: I just... There's no process behind it. It's just, like...
0: No, I just do you ask every client or is it only certain projects or well, it's only certain projects like we did two, so far we've done uh, like landscaping wise two and then um, excavating wise, there's been like two or three, but it's mainly bigger projects are really like showcase pieces that we want to like showcase really the, harder. Yeah, yeah. That we know to we're going to use a lot of marketing on. Um, and they've both, I mean, they've all turned out great. And with the clients, some of them are the shields that own oh, the lake. Maybe I should cut their name out, but on oh, the lake, I'm a win. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and they spent a lot of money with us and they did a like the sweetest testimonial that you could ever see. And, uh, it was just a really good video yeah. and we've pushed the crap out of that. And we've got a lot of good feedback on that. So like when I actually prepare pricing, what we do is, um, Get them to sign up with a design with us if they don't already have one and then they do an initial deposit so at that point they're like kind of committing kind to of bought us in a little bit yeah they're yep. a little bit bought in without actually knowing what the final price of their project's going to be which is a little bit harder but you but laid it,
1: out a, a kind of a guidelines of what it yeah you, gen- they should expect
0: general pricing yeah. of what you can expect for you know some generic square foot and unit pricing on things but part of that sales pitch is like sending a follow-up email with that like generic pricing that I just type out. It's not a quote or anything formal. It's just in the email. And then I put those videos, like links to those videos, the testimonials of people in that video. So they have like someone else that they can watch, like explain, like, here's a project we did. And there's the owners right there, like explaining how happy they were. Right. So I think that adds huge value.
1: Yeah. And I think kind of to give the the beginners or the new the new guys starting their business or new gals um an idea like you, you don't have to hire a, a videographer it doesn't need to be super professional i would say make it as professional as you can but you can do this with your iphone yeah you, get, go, you get a lot done with an iphone yeah and go i mean even if you like you've seen those we we've got some uh little portable microphones right now in front of us but you go buy a set of those. It's 150 bucks, 200 bucks, and These are like use $300, that. But well, whatever. You got the cars you Bought the high end, best you could get. Well, I think but... that's
0: just what they are. They're expensive.
1: Well, the ones I bought were 150. They're Road. Uh, that's a nice brand. Anyways, thanks for interrupting my piece. Um, but to the point of like, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars to make a a video. Um, both of you and I have done that. Um, and I wish, I guess, I mean, I just wish I could have I done it on a lower budget and with my iPhone, with a, with a microphone that I picked up from Target. And it still, I think, it still holds a lot of value. Um,
0: I'd be curious to see, like, that's what Tigran does with a lot of his like videos on social and stuff. Yep. I wonder if he actually uses those as marketing other than his social media. I think I've
1: heard that he's sold people just from watching his videos and that they appreciate yeah. what he's doing or whatever, so... Um, to that point, like you never know what your content could do or create. Um, I think it's hard to put an ROI on what you're doing in social media sometimes, uh, just the level of effort. And, but I think that if you start early document the process, um, I think that could be huge for separating yourself from others, especially starting out.
0: Yeah. I think the ROI is not immediate for sure. Like No. But it accumulates as time goes and you keep adding more content. Yeah, it just keeps stacking up and multiplying. Even
1: if you feel like it's dumb, I don't think it's – I think I would still post it or share about it because it's something – I mean, yeah, I think
0: even if it's like crude, um I mean maybe not on like your website, but if it's just your Instagram or yep. Facebook, and it's just you know selfie with you at the camera talking about what's going on on the job site or something like that. I feel like people respect that and appreciate that because they just see they see the real version of you, they see the real version of like the guys on the job site or gals and the like what is actually happening in someone's backyard right now. Right. So or whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah.
1: And that, another thought of starting a business, I wish I would have uh, seeked out a a mentor that is in the business that i want to get into and i think that would be a super powerful thing to to do if you're looking to start a business is reach out to someone that you look out look up to um maybe not a next door competitor
0: yeah because that, that would that be
1: wouldn't probably work very well but someone that um even if it's somebody on instagram i mean i feel like you can connect with somebody that's states away and they would give you some insight of how to get started. And more more than likely, they're happy to help you for free because they want to give back. And um, I know that I would love to answer any questions if somebody was looking to get started in the industry. And um, that's just who I am. But I think people enjoy the giving. So don't be afraid to reach out and ask questions about how you got started, um, what I should do, what I shouldn't do. And they will, I guarantee they'll have answers for, both what you should do, and what you shouldn't do because they went through it and learned along the way.
0: Yeah. And I think to speak and like kind of clarify that, cause I actually just saw this, um, in like a Facebook group or something like that the other day, this guy was mentoring some younger guy that just got into the, into the industry, um, that they're in. But the kid that this guy was mentoring was almost just like ripping off this guy's company and like taking like his stuff and like, using like some of the same like documents and like just.
1: Yeah, you gotta be careful.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't sure. go into it and just like leech off of somebody, like yeah. learn how to do it and like their pricing was the same and he was just like, he would break down like how he did stuff. And so that person would just like copy and paste almost. So just go into it and like understand like you still have to put in the work because think about like say a year goes by and this mentor is like, okay, you've just ripped like off everything I've done. Like I'm gonna stop now. Now you have all this, maybe like this business has grown. And you've got a lot coming in but now the next year comes, you don't have this mentor there anymore. Like, how do you do pricing? Like now you're starting from scratch, except you have to bid stuff currently. You know what I mean? It's like, if they cut you off, you're screwed. So I mean, go into it from, you know, I just want to learn like. Understanding some some process
1: of like, or experience that they've been through and using that to make it applicable to your own life, your own situation. You can't rip somebody off that and do it exactly how they did it because they're a different person. They're a different business and they they yeah. ultimately have to do things differently because they are different than you. And um, also be careful of who you talk to and hear who you hear information from. Because I think at a, at a young age um, in business, not, you know, just physically being young, uh, I think it's you're very influential. Yeah. Or easily influence, influenced. So I think you don't have that, the experiences to know yeah, what's right and wrong. Yeah. You don't know what's right. And you don't know what's wrong. And then you ultimately could get led down the wrong path that you end up end up paying somebody. I I mean I would I would say don't pay somebody if you're starting out to be a mentor. Be a mentor.
0: Yeah, I've honestly never heard of I maybe I'm just not a, like there's obviously groups and things like yeah. that which I think are beneficial, but if you're just starting out, I don't think you need to get to a point of like, yeah, like paying somebody to RBO,
1: like they got people in their group that are have, you know, full time jobs that are interested in starting in their own business someday and they're already in the group trying to learn, you know, yeah. how to how to operate businesses and i think that's great
0: yeah i think no i think that's wonderful i think if you've got like john down the street who also is in the same industry and he wants to like or he's okay with helping you out or answering some questions here or there if you're in like a tight pinch like we example of this would be and it doesn't even have to be like reaching out to somebody like hey like do you want to be my mentor it's just like building relationships with other people and it doesn't need to be this formal interaction yeah. I've got, I was just talking to another guy who owns a local excavating company the other day. We've got an issue with a client on a job site where they're not wanting to pay a bill that, um, or they actually want to be refunded a bill they already paid. Guys, there's a
1: huge problem on his job site. Yeah. What should he do?
0: What should I do? (laughs) I'm going to bring the baseball bat down there. Um, But I called this other guy and I just kind of like ran it by him who is owned an excavating company. And they're like younger in the realm of things, but they're been doing it longer than we have. And just experienced, like, have you experienced this? Like, what would you do? And just like ran. And he actually bid on the job as well. Um, and so he was a direct competitor on that job. Technically when we were bidding on it, we got the job and almost wish we didn't at this point, but he was helping me out and just kind of like, I spent 45 minutes on the phone with him, just like answering questions or, you know, asking questions. And then, uh, I mean, just chatting about, you know, other stuff and how to avoid this in the future and whatnot. So it was just a good conversation for both of us. Cause he probably learned something. I probably learned something. I definitely learned something, um, So just a cool interaction. So it doesn't need to be a formal mentorship. It can just be different people and connections that you have in the same industry or even different industries that just have more business experience than you that you can kind of lean on uh, now and then or ask questions or just chat with.
1: Yeah, and I think if you make that commitment of starting that business, building community, finding community, whether it's people that are in the industry or people that, you know, you're like-minded in values that also run a business, but it's in a a different industry, I think trying to build as many of those relationships starting out could be super, super huge to your success because they've ultimately gone through experiences that you haven't been through yet that could save you either time or money um, or sometimes both. And I think that's something that, you know, looking back, I wish I would have done more of is um, getting close to those that are around me Um, in the industry and those that are in a different industry that are in business so I could gain different perspectives and um, I wish I would have been friends with Carson sooner. (laughs)
0: That's really what I wanted to hear. Just inflate his head a little bit more, bring that ego up. Now my ego is (laughs) huge. Yeah, I think uh, mentorship's a huge piece to it. Um, You know, from the start, you just got to understand what you want to do and don't look what I spent a lot of time doing was looking at other companies and just seeing like what they did and kind of their history, you know, all the way from the fifties until now, you know, what was the evolution of their company and research it a lot before you just jump into it and see like, what is kind of the evolution of companies and like what have they done? And it doesn't mean you have to do it that way, but look at it and see, you know, take it into consideration how they've grown as a company and how they've navigated the marketplace and how it's changed over the years and try to implement that and you know, take pieces of it and put your own twist on it and make yeah, it what you want.
1: Try to understand, too, like the pitfalls of the business you're trying to get into. I think uh, you could save yourself some trouble down the road if you have some clarity on what are some things that these businesses that I'm getting into struggle with. Um, more times than not, it's people. So if you can get really good at finding people and keeping people, I think uh, that would set yourself up for success. But... There's a lot of other things that are involved with operating business, but people is a big part of that. Um, And so I encourage you to just try to get around more people, but also, you know, be good at people interactions and, you know, when it comes time to hire and have a a clear understanding and vision, like we said, of setting goals and have that beforehand so that there's clear vision for the business so that people come and they want to stay and see themselves in the vision speaking to the
0: people part too i think um i think you really need to understand who you are as a person and what your personality type is i think it's important like you said if you can figure out how to hire people and just people in general whether it's your employees or your clients i feel like you can build a business based on that you're going to need capital and obviously some money to like do that but at the end of the day if you're good at people I think you're in a pretty good spot, maybe a better spot than someone that's not good at people. So if you're wanting to get into business, you're not so good at people, I would almost look at maybe finding, your first job is to find someone who is good at people. If you're just more introverted, you don't wanna do sales, you don't wanna hire, you probably should find somebody that's good at that stuff to be a part of your team, otherwise it could be difficult. And that's what I was gonna ask you, Like, do you wish or what do you think about like somebody that's just getting started, do you think they should look at bringing on a partner in their business? Do you think that's beneficial? Looking back Starting at when, out. You, yeah, looking back at when you started, do you wish you would have sought to have a partner? or Think that would have brought value to you?
1: Mm, no, I mean, I think, I guess, it depends on the partner. I feel like you could have a wide range of partners, and I guess I'm, I'm happy with the way I did it. Um, I think if, especially because I had never done business before, um, so if you had another person that didn't have any understanding of business start with you, you're both fresh and yeah. green to the business world. I think that would just lead you into a world of hurt and some instances where you'd split apart and yeah, ultimately went, leave you both and well. at zero and to restart and people um, just cause you don't have the clear expectations or understanding or I guess, if you listen to what we're saying and, and do set <laughs> some expectations and do set some goals and visions for the company, you'd be able to understand if they, those goals and visions align. So then maybe it would make sense for you to have a partner, but I I didn't do that. And um, if I did do that and I did find someone that was willing to do that at the same time, I guess I would have maybe considered, you know, partnership because I think you can get somewhere a little faster when you got two people headed the same direction or two or three, you know what I mean? Um, I think the more people, not the more, not more the better, but I think when you have two people that have strengths that can work together um, that maybe are somewhat, you know, complementary to each other, I think it's a lot more um, set up for
0: success. And that's kind of where I was going with that, like, we're both good at People, I feel like so that's not so much of a struggle for us but if I just wasn't good at talking to people didn't want to do sales didn't want to do anything like that but I just wanted to like get the work done and I don't perform more or less I feel but wanted to own a business I feel like that would be
1: seek out a partner that is good at selling or I feel like I would interacting with yeah other people or building relationships yes yeah, yeah, someone's sure. got
0: to be the face of the company and kind of a leader and if you're just hiring that out all the time I mean depending on the industry you're in but for what we do with it being so personal and like you're in people's backyards and I feel like people Sometimes like
1: inside their homes. Yeah. Inside yeah. their
0: homes. Yeah. I, I feel like people like knowing that, you know, Oh, next year when I have something, I'm going to call the company or I'm just going to call this guy who's right. the same person at the company, whether they're the owner or not. Like they like to know that the same person's there. If you've got like new salespeople every year, just it's an outsourced sales system or something like that. I just feel like that's less personal. And
1: yeah, a lot of times people like consumers associate themselves with a person of the business. Not as not so much, the business itself yeah. as someone that is works within the business and um, I think a big part of the success of that is the right structure and um, systems in place for that individual whether it's a salesperson or even a laborer just having um, just expectations behind who you are as a business so that people view you um, I guess indirectly through that individual of your business and interact with that individual on a deep level because they trust and like that individual based on the systems you set up for that person
0: yeah and i think at the end of the day like you need sales to be in business and if you're not good at it i would consider not that you have to but i would highly consider looking for a partner at that point yeah so or somebody that's just very good at sales yeah, great point. people.
1: great but leadership you got to be really you got to be careful yeah you got to be careful if you're Looking you, to get started in a business Yeah, you could still bring too. them on as a
0: minority partner where maybe they just own 10% and they're kind of the face of the company and you're just background piece or something like that, too. I, there's all kinds of options. It's just a matter of yeah. what works best for you. Right. Yeah, you it know?
1: could be someone that already has their own business and wants to get involved with yeah. your business and you feel like they could be a good asset and they want to be involved, too, and... Well, like that's you said. They could, yeah, or maybe, you join their business, ninety ten or seventy thirty or whatever.
0: Yeah, or you join their business. We have friends that kind of joined together this last year, Um yeah. and they've been doing some work for us. And I was just with one of them the other day, and they do a great job. Like they, this whole year, like it sounds like they just exploded, and I think it really was from them two like coming together and right. um, partnering up. So I think yeah. that can have huge value. It's exciting. It is, <laughs> and it is.
1: But yeah, I think starting a business and knowing when to start is. Uh, super daunting, especially if you've never done any sort of business or started a business, because there's a lot of uncertainty. And that's, I guess the the beauty of the entrepreneurship is the uncertainty. And that's the chase that we keep going after every day is, and I, said, I mean, even life in general, I think is very uncertain. Um, you know, you don't know if you're going to succeed in business, and you don't know if you're going to live another day. But the uncertainty of business leads you to keep chasing what your goals are and what your visions are, because if it were set in stone, you already knew that you're going to achieve it. Then you wouldn't be out there busting ass trying to make it happen. Cause everybody would know that they're going to get there and you wouldn't lead in it. You wouldn't go anywhere because you, you know, you're going to get there.
0: Enjoy the journey. It's not yeah. going to be easy. There's going to be ups and downs, but you got to enjoy the journey. I think in summary, really, For me, the most important thing is having a clear vision of what the company is going to be. And even if that changes, time goes on, Just setting a kind of a clear standard, you know, write it out, have a purpose, have your goals, core values, all of that stuff set up in place from the start, something I didn't necessarily do. I had a good vision, but the purpose, core values, all that stuff I didn't have in place. But have a good vision so everyone that comes into the company as you grow can share that vision and there's an expectation of why they're doing this. Um, I think that's huge and build strategic partnerships with people, um, whether they're just mentor partnerships or things like that, uh, or just other people in the industry that you work with is gonna be a huge, Lock to kind of level up and move to the next level.
1: But- yeah, and I also would, would like to add that you need to make sure that the the money's gonna be there too. You can't uh, jump into something and expect it to work and not know that it's working. So if you are in a full-time job somewhere, get started You know, on the side, do it, and then as it picks up and as you start to see it you know, trending in a way that will replace your income currently, that's I think a good point for when you can you know, make that leap and make that uh, jump of faith into, chaos.
0: <laughs> so here's the challenge to everybody as we wrap this one up. Go on your phone, go in your contact list, or maybe it's Instagram right now and reach out to one person. If you're thinking about starting a business that might be able to help you either with a sale or with a you know, connection to somebody else that could help you start your business. So there's got to be one person in your life or in your social media that you know, that can help you in some way, take that first step and get started. And maybe it's us, Yeah. but love it. Reach out to somebody. Take that first step uh, in the right direction.
1: Appreciate you guys listening this week. We'll see you in the next one. Peace.